I showed him the stuff that I knew that I've done so many times that I knew were my workhorses. I didn't show him any of the newer mentalism things because I just didn't want to fail. But at the same time, I just <laughs> wanted to, I didn't want to even care, be 90, 90%. I wanted to be 100% with that because the, you only have so much time. People are waiting in the background wanting to talk to him and take pictures and stuff. Right. So I just wanted to show him quick and really good magic. And I know I fooled him. Welcome to the Crossing It Off Podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. My name is Roger Williams, and as the host of this show, I will be interviewing guests, people just like you, that are crossing items off their own bucket list. My hope is that by hearing these stories, you will be inspired and empowered to cross items off your own bucket list when you find something impactful for your journey we invite you to share the episode with one other person and leave an honest rating or review of the show this is an amazing way for you to gift those feelings of inspiration and joy to others now let's start crossing it off together Welcome everybody to the show. I'm so excited you're here for this magical episode. A lot of times in life we get to fulfill our bucket list items uh, through our work and our guest today uh, has done that. Dan Chan, the, the millionaire's mentalist, uh, describes himself as a magician, a mentalist, a dad, and a husband. And I'm just curious if he uses any of that mentalism on his kids. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Roger, for having me. Yeah, great to be here. So Dan, tell us what you crossed off your list. Yeah, I recently performed for Elon Musk in Bel Air. California. Okay. okay. Um, ho- hopefully the NDA allows you to tell us where it was. Um, that's cool. So let's let's talk about your origin story. Like, how did you get into magic? How long have you been doing this? What was, you know, was this a childhood thing or was this something you got into later? I saw a lot of magic when I was younger, but then I went to a magic shop when I was probably around 20 misdirections magic shop in San Francisco on ninth and Irving. And he would have these lecture series. And I think Mm. the first one, first one I saw was either Eric Anderson or Eugene Berger. And they would kind of reveal their secrets and teach you how their tricks work. That's when you start getting good. And when you put money in it involved and you're making money, you want to reinvest. And once you start realizing, Hey, I can make some money. You're going to work a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, what drew you to that? I mean, you saw those lectures. What was like, oh my gosh, what was the oh my gosh moment of like, I need to do this? I was having a lot more fun. And believe it or not, I saw Elon Musk in 1999 when I worked with him in PayPal for 13 months. I got hired before Elon Musk or technically um, X.com and Confinity merged. Elon created X.com and Confinity was PayPal. And they merged after I joined. So technically, I was there before you. <laughs> there you go. Big claim, but it's, it's all true. Yeah, what was it about magic, though, that like drew you in and like said, um, I've got to do this. I've got to, you know, I, w- I want to pursue this. 
Yeah, it wasn't really I want to pursue it. I was just wanting to figure out how the tricks work,、uh, and then like making money on top of it was like kind of like a bonus. And so, how is that? How have you been doing that as far as making money? Right? I mean, we not everybody can say they know a, a magician or a mentalist. It's a pretty rare field. So, how did you get into the making money side of it? I found out from、um, Gerald Joseph, who just literally last week he passed,、mm. and. He showed up to a gig. I think he got paid two hundred and fifty or three hundred dollars for the gig, and I was twisting balloons. At that time, I didn't know much magic, and I got tipped ten dollars, and that was my first gig that I ever did. Like, it was a free event. It's kind of like magicians start off as street performers, then they move in to restaurants, and then they go to libraries and fairs and corporate. But it was just doing these kids' birthday parties. It felt energetic, kind of like. Tug a war with these kids, kind of like get them to scream and stuff like that. But the thing is, I was thinking, boy, that's a cool job. Two hundred and fifty dollars to three hundred dollars for an hours of work.、Mm. I was like, that's not bad. And I was right out of college, and I also worked at PayPal, and I was making thirty-two thousand dollars, I believe, per year. And I think that's like sixteen dollars an hour if you break it down. I think right. So I was making. A lot more money doing kids' birthday parties. Wow! So let's get into you, you. Do corporate events? What kind of corporate events have you done? Yeah, you can find me on Airbnb Experiences, where I do a lot of team building for corporations and even smaller corporations because it's now a lot more affordable to perform online on Zoom. You are a hardworking individual, that's for sure. I saw the list of corporations you've worked with, and it was it was massive, long, and、uh, prestigious. So that's for sure.、So. From Airbnb, Apple, Amazon to Zillow, Zoomingo, and Zuckerberg、uh, General Hospital. In between, I've performed for celebrities like Tim Ferriss four times,、um, George Lucas, John Madden,、uh, Yao Ming,、um, met Jay Leno、uh, through the <laughs> through what we've done. It, it opens up a lot of doors. Paramount Pictures, Google has hired me sixty times. So, if you're looking for something different, this whole new world of Zoom magic is, I believe that. The future for a lot of magic.、Yeah. I think there's so many possibilities on Zoom. Yeah, the the internet opens up a lot of things for a lot of people. So you've done all these corporate events. Why was performing for Elon on your bucket list? What was what is it about him that you were like, I want to perform for this guy? It wasn't just about performing for him because I worked with all these founders of other companies, the guys who founded Yelp. And LinkedIn and YouTube and many other companies like Affirm. To me, they started one company, but I wanted to have like a bucket list of all these companies that I've worked for, because it was just you kind of question yourself, and you kind of want to say, "Hey, I did the right thing by leaving," <laughs> or at least at least I didn't regret it too much. If I stayed at PayPal, it would have been worth five million dollars、uh, in today's. Standards because I was such an early employee. I was, I think, I was employee two seventy one or earlier. That's what、um, the HR guy told me when they recently the, did the Business Insider article on me,、uh, talking about how I used to work at PayPal. But so you you have a booker that books your stuff, or do you go out and hustle those those jobs on your own? I have partners that I work with,、uh, friends that book me, and also agents. But a lot of it is through myself. But if you're booking a larger event 
like a very complicated event, you probably only want to have one point of contact. So it's one person managing like 10 entertainers and they're just kind of like handling you saying, hey, this is a green room. And they're just pretty much watching over you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they're just like babysitters and <laughs> they watch us and they get paid to watch us perform, really. And so how did you get this gig with Elon? How did that happen for you? Uh, my friend, Tim Wenzel, who used to work at PayPal with me, told me of this reunion. There was a 20th anniversary un- reunion and I actually was invited to perform. That's that's uh, you're at that level where it just kind of happens. That's awesome, and so walk us through the event. You 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 get there. You've worked with high powered people before. So are there nerves? Are there not nerves because it's Elon? Yeah. Um. Well, there's. It's an amazing event. <laughs> it's held at Bel Air at Peter Thiel's house, and I can't say much more than that. <laughs> but um. Well, <laughs> they actually had ten chessboards set up and. If you know anything about the Silicon Valley story, when they IPO'd on that day, Peter plays a game of simul chess. So he's playing 10 people. He goes from one chessboard to another, and he goes down the line, uh-huh. and he plays multiple games at once. And he pretty much beats everyone except for one person. I think it was Reed that beat, uh, beat him. So when I walk in this place, it's this, you know, it's close to a $100 million house, I think, and it's just an epic party. They have like a huge ice sculpture and lobster mm-hmm. and a dance floor outside and they built a stage. It's pretty epic. Um, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't talk. I'll share with you more details uh, yeah. after the podcast. I yeah. think you'll enjoy that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in like, how are you feeling? You've done a lot of these gigs with, with, you know, high, maybe not this high powered, but, it, but you've done some pretty, um, interesting venues and, and places but but knowing that elon's going to be there and performing for him was there did you have butterflies does that happen anymore for you or you know he's a pretty i mean my understanding i mean he's a pretty smart guy he can be a little silly sometimes but he's a pretty smart guy and so what were you concerned that you were going to be able to you know perform and get him like i said if you're doing mentalist stuff or, or you know how was that for you i showed him the stuff that I knew that I've done so many times that I knew were my workhorses. I didn't show him any of the newer mentalism things because I just didn't want to fail. But at the same time, I just <laughs> wanted to, I didn't want to even care, be 90, 90%. I wanted to be hundred percent with that because the, you only have so much time. People are waiting in the background, wanting to talk to him and take pictures and stuff. Right. So I just wanted to show him quick and really good magic. And I know I fooled him because he was like, that was really good. He, 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 he was fooled. Here at the Crossing It Off podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. How, how, did, that, how did that make you feel when, when you heard those words? It just was fun because I was like, wow. He was like not – you could you could tell that there was a points where he, he couldn't figure that part out. And it's just mm-hmm. realizing that I did my job. You know, So, so you're smarter than Elon Musk. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly, to be honest. I'm sure he could Google. If he really wanted to learn what 
I'm doing, I'm sure he could do it. It's just, he has bigger things on his plate. Sure. The secret <laughs> of success is focus. And the secret of focus is saying no. And he said no to a lot of things. Explain that. You can't do everything at once. You can only juggle so many balls in the air, mm -hmm. but you have to be really adept at juggling if you want to do that. A lot of us have this fleeting curiosity. We'll like, oh, figure out how one trick or how part of the trick works, but we can't perform it. Mm -hmm. With Google so close, there's certain visual aspects of a trick that can be revealed really easily. Like there's these kids from China who don't even speak English. And the only thing they do is they just show the trick and then the guy grabs his partner's thing and then re reveals how the trick works by just showing the physical aspect of that. Right. So that poses a problem for people who aren't evolving or who, or for people who are just keeping with the status quo. If they're not changing, there's certain things that can't be revealed because there's not enough information given mm -hmm. and certain things can be revealed. And I'll do something like a YouTube um, thing with a podcaster and we'll release something and then I'll ask them to disable comments. For example, uh, with some of these uh, podcasters, we'll keep on filming afterwards and I'll say, hey, if you want to put this on your YouTube channel, you can tell people, go visit my YouTube channel to check this out. I normally don't post on YouTube and then we give them a little extra. So that's kind of like a cool thing as well. Oh, that's very nice. Was there anything about that experience that <clears throat> you walked away from and were transformed in some way? Um, from having done that, especially with him, was there a takeaway for you uh, as far as it being something different or, or a more special gig? There's some side stories I'm going to tell you afterwards mm. and uh, uh, with that I can tell with friends. But um, it was an emotional thing for me because there was a lot of buildup to this. Mm. I created one or two custom routines for that event um, that took a lot of work and there was just so many things going through my mind. Like, how do I meet everyone else? Because I wasn't just there to meet Elon. I wanted sure. to meet all my fellow coworkers that I worked with for a very brief time and catch up with him just briefly. And I also wanted to take it in as an experience because there were so many cool things going along. They had puzzle rooms and they had um, an amazing puzzle that was built just for that evening. And I wanted to see a little bit of that. And there was like a really smart guy, uh, Max Lovechin, who uh, founded Slide and Affirm. And he needed to do something like a perfect feral shuffle. So I was like, hey, my magic actually was able to help someone get somewhere to do that technical magic uh, shuffle, which is very difficult to do. And I don't know how they would expect someone to do a perfect feral shuffle. The way that I did it was I weaved the cards perfectly together and I shuffled to, together every other card, weaving with every other card. You could technically count to 26 and then deal right, left, right, left in each pile and do a perfect feral shuffle. But since I had the technical skill, I actually was able to do it a lot faster. Oh, I imagine. With that one one aspect, even though I'm not like a great puzzle solver, it was just kind of cool to say, hey, I helped out in some small way. If somebody wanted to start pursuing magic or uh, doing it professionally, what's like one thing you would say to them? Like you need to do X uh, besides reps. Like I, like I know reps as far as performing the tricks for yourself and getting the technique is down. What's something else that you would like say to someone that wanted to do magic full-time 
start on the streets and find a mentor. Mm. The reason why you start on the streets is you don't know if you're good unless you can help them. And during certain shows, I see these magicians, they're boring as hell, but they're not used to pulling people in or keeping them on like a connection between, um, it's almost like you're holding a rope and they're holding a rope and you're throwing a piece of rope out to them. You first want to catch them and then reel them in or it's like fishing. If you just have a captive environment, it's easy. They'll stay with you. But if you learn one or two of those skills, you can learn to rope them in a little bit. Even if it's only performing for a week on the streets to appreciate the street performer or even a month, you, you can learn how to reel them in. And the second thing is if you find a mentor, you're going to find and cut down your learning curve. I'm joining this platform as a mentor. I think it's called Mementor.com. I was just, I'm actually mm -hmm. investing in the companies. Every company that hires me, I invest in, but there's also a lot of companies that I invest in that I think are gonna be great. And there's this uh, thing that's coming up that I'm investing in called Mementor again. And um, I, I'm thinking it's gonna be great. And that's where people can find you and use you as a mentor, kind of like a coach. It is like a mentoring sessions mm -hmm. and how that's great for people now how did you know when you came up uh in the business did, was it hard to find a mentor i mean the, the magicians are notorious for keeping their secrets and, and so asking somebody to share those with you what what's that experience like you're not asking them to share you're doing something like hey can i buy you a coffee uh, you're finding people who are like 10 years ahead of you mm-hmm that want to give back a little bit. If they're successful, people want to give back. But if you're fighting for the same market share, you're, you're not going to ask the guy who's like at the same level because you want to get to the next level. You want to find mm -hmm. someone who's has higher income than you, who's done something similar to where you, what you want to do in the future, where you want to go. So Dan, what is something else that you haven't done that you want, that you want to do that's on your bucket list? Yeah, I wanted to create something like the Magic Castle in Hollywood. And the Magic Castle is a members-only club. Uh, I've been doing a lot of pop-up shows and building community, but um, it's my passion to have a venue where people can come to see me. For example, if they come to see me, I can do a lot more. But often when I go to a party, I'm only doing small tricks, and they only see a couple minutes, and I have to wait to cut the cake. And there's a lot of things that are technically not possible. You wouldn't see David Copperfield do everything that he does in Vegas at a private event. Right. It's more like a celebrity doing an appearance fee. The Magic Castle, when you enter, you say open sesame to an owl and the bookshelf slides to the side. You go in and you put your drink down and you can have the drink disappear. Or when you go in front of the <laughs> urinal, uh, it sings, it's a small world. Nice. There's a ghost that plays a piano. Yeah, it's a Irma. it's a it's an experience. It's a full blown, ex, you know, a deep experience. Immersion. And you've been there, right? I haven't been to the Magic Castle, but I've been to someplace similar. Okay, and th th when you ask Irma to play a song, it is amazing because that ha was created back in the '60s and '70s, so mm -hmm. before Siri. So for these young kids coming in, they're like, "Oh, we'll have the ghost play the song." It's like, well, this was happening before we had Siri, guys. And this was really amazing back then. So the Magic Castle is something that I want to build, but I want to get enough interest or pre-sales so when I do launch, it's not going to be empty because 
it's going to be some of the best parts of the Magic Castle and uh, some cool parts that are different. Like it's going to be having a private space and then also has some public space. That way you can appeal to celebrities, but also make money from everyone nice. else. That's, nice. that's just some ideas in my business plan. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Damn. You, you've given us a lot of stuff here today. Where is the best place for people to find you? Uh, and connect with you for all these uh, chances. Be amazed by your special abilities. Millionairesmentalist.com is where I do my virtual shows. You can see a lot of things online. If you're in the Bay Area or you're a large corporation, I'm at danchanmagic.com for live in-person shows. Awesome. I will put those in the show notes so that people can uh, get to you and find you and uh, seek you out. Uh, Thank you so much for coming and sharing today, Dan. I really appreciate it. I uh, am always amazed at people that get to cross things off their list through the work that they do. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me.